0: Good morning. It's Friday, August 21st, 2015. This is Tech Talk Today, episode 206. And my name is Chris. My
1: name is Noah. Hey, Noah. Good morning to you. I'm here yet again.
0: Yes, you are. And this is uh, this is nice, too, because uh, we're recording Linux Action Show this Friday, and then you're getting the F out of here. I am. I don't know. I'm going to be lonely. I think actually, actually, I think I'll be okay. I think it's Rekai. Yeah. Rekai yeah. is going to be He'll lonely. He'll
1: never admit it. Yeah. He'll, He'll yeah. never no, admit no, it. He
0: never will. He never will. Uh, you know what he could always do, though? He could always hang out with our Mumble Room. Why don't we bring those guys in? That way they can talk about the news with us this morning. Time-appropes greeting, Mumble Room. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. Okay, so you know where we have to start this week. We have to start with Ashley Madison. This is the story this week that just keeps on evolving. Uh, And now we have more data from the Ashley Madison dump. In fact, double the size of the previous one. It's like a 20-gigabyte data dump now. Uh, And it has a lot of things in here. And they're targeting uh, including uh, the uh, CEO uh, of Ashley Madison, they're in, they're dumping internal emails from Ashley Madison. Now it's it was brought to our attention that perhaps maybe we didn't clearly explain what Ashley Madison was yesterday, and uh, I thought maybe instead of us explaining what Ashley Madison is, we'll play one of their first ads. Uh, this is uh, uh, this is called Sally's Song. It was uh, published by Ashley Madison in October of 2010, and it's part of their original marketing that was actually targeted at women, and uh, it's a cartoon. And it's a little more powerful in video, so we'll have a link in the show notes if you're listening in the audio version because uh, a lot of the message is conveyed via the illustration. So if you're not really quite clear on what Ashley Madison is, this ad probably will make it clear to you.
2: Sally didn't know what to do, what to do. The marriage seemed to be almost through. But she heard a commercial that they called controversial. So Sally went with infidelity. It's exciting when you're lonely. The only
3: place to find it on is ashleymadison.com. A world where like-minded adults come to play.
0: Woo!
1: Yeah, that's good stuff right there, right? So, as one of the as one of the first commercials that or one of the first advertisements, uh we were talking uh, at LinuxCon that the site was originally created uh for women to help They ascension- were targeting I think targeting targeting it's, you women. know,
0: it's funny, You can't say how can you say really created because it takes two yeah. to tango. Yeah, it has yeah. to have both sexes. Yeah. That's true. But I I think it's I think it's um they've shifted their marketing message more to men over the years, but
1: Well, I think 70% of their Market is men. I think that's what yeah. there was a statistic. Yeah. They came
0: up. So, hey, boy, what a mess! And this is—I just this is an out of all of the uh, cyber attacks we've had, this one strikes me to be one of the more interesting ones. Mumble room, any thoughts on the whole Ashley Madison story? I mean, some of you guys may or may not have been following it. I'm curious if anybody has any thoughts. I find that, um, you know, like the Gawker, the Gawker breach and uh, the AT and T breach. Were the were ones that got close to me, close to home, like some of my passwords that uh. I that I thankfully just used only in those places. Thank God for LastPass. Um, that was like kind of close and personal. I could only imagine. Like, could you could you imagine if my my name was in that database? Your name would never be in that date, But that would be very embarrassing. <laughs> Although, honestly, if it was, I would totally just own up to it. I'd be like, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, here's yeah, the would. thing. And yeah. then I'd make I, a story I, out of it on air. I
1: tell you what, that's one <laughs> thing I, I, I uh, that that shocks me and at the same time I appreciate about you. It's like no matter what happens, like every time I look at him, I'm like, oh, that was – oh, my gosh. I can't believe that happened. He'll turn around. He's like, eh, show content. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's well, You live the life. That's how it goes. Uh, okay. All right, well, moving on. No, are you a Spotify user by chance? Yes. Yeah, me too. Uh, And I I didn't want to be a Spotify user, but I finally gave in after friends started creating playlists for me. Uh And then I was like, oh, well, okay, that's cool. And then I'm like, wait a minute. It's so nice just to have really high quality music on demand like this. Um, And I don't really need to worry about storing proprietary licensed uh, patent encumbered music anymore. I'll just let them worry about it. Mm -hmm. Well... Spotify has updated their privacy policy today and a lot of people including Gizmodo are calling it atrocious. Now Spotify has clarified how it's going to use its privacy policy and it's not as bad as initially thought and you have to give Spotify explicit uh, permission for some of this stuff, but get this. Depending on how and remember it all comes down to how they prompt you too, right? So, with your permission, Spotify may collect information on your contacts, photos, and media files on your mobile device. Uh, local law may require that you seek consent of your contacts to provide their personal information to Spotify, which may require the information. That's why they have a. That's why they have a prompt that comes up because of local law requirements. Mm-hmm. Also, Spotify will be tracking your location depending on the type of device you use to interact with the service. Uh, it'll also follow you on Facebook if you integrate your Spotify account with third-party applications. If you do, we may receive similar information related to your interaction with the service or third-party. So, me and Facebook now and my Spotify account, we're tight. That's really great. Uh, surprise, surprise, it even includes like your like posts and things like that. Spotify now gets to find out about. Uh, storing and sharing your credit card information. Hey, oh, if you sign up for a trial... Purchase any of our paid subscriptions. I am a Spotify premium user. That way I get uh, high quality, uh, because I like the high bit rate. Uh, Or make other purchases through the service. Your credit card or debit information, such as card type and expiration date, and other financial data that we need to process your payment, may be collected and stored by us and or the payment processors, which we work. We may also collect some limited information, such as your personal code, mobile number, and details of your transaction history, all which are necessary to provide the service. Uh... They say the number one reason to collect this is to improve your Spotify experience. And they say we may use the information we collect, including your personal information, to provide personalized and improved experiences. Uh, and and um, by the way, <clears throat> that probably means they're selling ads. With the service and product services and advertising included Our third-party products and services made available on or outside the service. Uh, on or outside the service, for example, by providing customized, personalized, or localized content, recommendations, features, or advertising on or outside of
1: the service. Uh, why? Why I always think that stuff like that is is BSs. What if I don't want to improve my experience? What mm-hmm. if I'm happy with my experience, and I would rather take the the quote unquote hit in my experience to preserve my my privacy?
0: Yeah. Uh. The way the way Wired put the article is, you can't do squat about it. If you want to use Spotify, you can't do squat about any of this kind of stuff. Now the new CEO. Uh, or he's not that new. Uh, he uh, no, the uh, CEO Daniel uh, released a statement apologizing for the vague language in the privacy policy. Also, uh, but boy, can you believe one after another? Like we just had PayPal do this about robocalling. They just keep blowing it on this stuff. They, cause, you know, they want to take as much as they can take every single time, and then and then if we catch them, then they pull back a little bit. You
1: know, in those privacy policies, they are specifically worded to be extremely vague, so that only the lawyer defending it in court actually knows what the stupid privacy policy says. I mean, the, the entire idea is to give them as much freedom as possible so that they can do basically whatever they want and go, well, hey, you agreed to it when you signed up. And then when people get mad about it. They go, well, it does. It does we, we're not actually going to abuse it. Uh, here's here's what we plan on doing it. Well, if you're not going to abuse it, why do you need that? Yeah, we're not the abusing it. We're improving your experience. Right. Right. What if I don't want my experience improved? Ooh, that's
0: rough, isn't it? I just don't like that at all. Mumbaroom, any thoughts on the Spotify thing is this is this is really the problem. This is the problem with cloud-based streaming services mm-hmm. and having your stuff on demand. Not that you don't have your media files, because I can replace that. Like, if Spotify went away tomorrow, there are ways I could replace the music I have Absolutely. on Spotify. with different varying ease, right? But they got me now. They got me in a way where, like, I want access to the content. I don't really want to go through the hassle of replacing all of it just for this. And
1: so now they got me. You know, I would argue you can't replace it. And I, I would say that because the advantage for me, at least, for Spotify was... I had no problem buying my music on Amazon. Amazon made it so easy that it, I don't, it's not really an inconvenience. But the thing yeah, about suppose. Spotify is I never have to update it. I just, I have the same, my same, uh, you know, station or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, and it, uh, I just, I get new music all the time. And I don't have to think about it, and I don't have to go find new music, and I don't have to think about what I might want to listen to. It's like the radio on your phone. Exactly, yeah. exactly, And except it's better than the radio because instead of having one DJ making input on, on the changes to the content, mm-hmm. it's all of my other friends that enjoy the same kind of music that I enjoy.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And I don't know how you'd replace that.
0: Yeah. This is really. This is really awful. I really hate it when a service I use does this.
1: Mm-hmm. This kind of, i feel like the same. This is, all, they all do this too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they all—it's—it well, its the number one way they get money. Right? They get you hooked. On, on, You know, they get you hooked on, on and something that you're interested in, and then they go, okay, well, how do we best capitalize? Oh, we have to sell information. How do we sell information? Well, we have to collect that information.
3: I think that we should all make those businesses fail.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. That's good timing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You
3: yeah. could
0: also throw in a little. Proprietary software is not ethical. Yeah.
1: And we could make those businesses fail. We just all have to cumulatively choose to do so.
0: Yeah. I, I don't uh... think that's going to happen. I just get a really yucky feeling about this one. Uh, Zell, you wanted to make a point about Spotify? Yeah, it goes into a lot of things you've already spoke of, Chris. It's just, it goes, all goes down to convenience versus security. Where, where are you willing to draw the line? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is, and I think that line is getting closer and closer for me. I don't know if this is it or I'm going to give it some thought. Experiment with the idea. I like this next story a lot. I'm glad I have a good Google story. Your new phone will have less Google bloatware, uh, potentially at least. Now, now who knows about your OEM? They're going to load it up with a lot of crap. But uh, Google is allowing folks' uh, OEMs to drop things like uh, Play Books and some of the other uh, uh, Play apps that they used to require that just nobody uses at all, like uh – um, you know <laughs> that's funny like the iPhone now look at this they have this folder of the screenshot here of the folders called useless and it's all the app the Apple apps that ship with the iPhone <laughs> uh, same thing though right isn't that true on on uh, Android as well like all these different play apps that come in here so play newsstand like for example is another one that won't be in there anymore I've never used play newsstand either I checked it out like one time and then never went back into it so uh, Google is getting a little more reasonable oh Yo, can you guess what the other one is that I actually should have, mentioned, I should have led with? Hmm. The other app not required anymore to ship with Android? Take a guess. I think if you think about it, you could guess.
1: Oh, probably. Uh, the YouTube app? No, 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 never.
0: Nope. Is the Google, Google Plus. Plus. Yep, we oh, got okay. it.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. <laughs> People, I would think there'd be...
0: Wah, wah, they're, they're, they're winding that thing down. Also, they just busted Hangouts into its own separate uh, web. App. it's no longer integrated into Google Plus. It's yeah, hangouts.google.com.
1: I, yeah, Rikai and I discovered that it's some, it's uh, some, it's some great cost to my sanity because when you install the plugin in Chrome under yes. Linux, is that why it did that? Yes, we think so. Well, we don't know. It was like two in the morning, so my troubleshooting ability was almost nil. Yeah, but basically. I could only open Hangouts. I could no longer open Chrome.
0: Yeah, so Noah, on a new installation of Ubuntu... 1504? 1504. 1504. He, uh, he installs Chrome. from. Did you download the dev from their site? I downloaded
1: it right from, from Google site. Installed it. Everything worked fine. Then we were trying to basically hack into some of my accounts. And that required me to receive a phone call on a phone I couldn't access. So I installed the Hangouts extension, because you have to have the Hangouts extension in order to receive the calls, apparently. And when I did that... Once I closed Chrome, I could no longer open Chrome. I could just open Hangouts. Like You'd click
0: go, the Chrome icon in the yeah, launcher. Right. And it and would launch Hangouts. And open.
1: And that's it. And there was no way to get a new window. And of course, re- You tried like, rebooting and stuff? Oh, or? yeah. We yeah. J- it like, here, we can right click and do a new window. You can launch it from the terminal with an end. No. You tried it. launching it from the terminal and yeah. it still only opened no. up Hangouts? Yep. Really? Not, no matter what we did, it's always Hangouts. And the, really? And then I uninstalled it and reinstalled it and same problem. And, and the only way to fix it, we had to go like delete files and it was just it was a mess. Total mess. Oh wow! And I would is... have been happy just using Firefox, except I can't watch Netflix and Firefox. Yeah, I can't fall asleep unless I have something to watch.
0: You, dude, you totes could have. I mean, I know you'd never would do do this, but all you had to do, seriously, the iPad right there on the table, and it's just connected to the Chromecast, and Netflix <laughs> is on it. No, <laughs> yeah, it's dead. You'll go drive yourself crazy yeah, all night no. long. I'd rather, I'd rather just not sleep. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, hey Noah, this is hey, my, this is one of my new favorite lines. Hey Noah, you travel a lot. I do. Yeah. What do you think about uh, this? Uh, The JFK Airport has a big idea to try to uh, give you more accurate wait time estimations and help control traffic flow in the airport. They're doing that by tracking everyone's cell phone in the whole building. And uh, they're using beacons. So passengers moving through JFK Airport Terminal 4 are now being presented with estimated processing times on 13 new screens. The large and prominent screens are placed at TSA security and customs and border protection checkpoints, as well as indoor taxi queues. In continuously updates, or it's, I'm sorry, it continuously updates, the vice president at the company said, which ter, uh, which runs Terminal 4, uh, people uh, like to know how long they're going to wait in queues. Nobody likes to wait in lines uh, with all of their signage and all that stuff and they they uh they have fi- they have determined they can drive wait times by these beacons that they say anonymously monitor passengers' mobile devices as they move through the airport. The blip track solution is what it's called. It's invented by a Denmark based blip systems. It detects Bluetooth or Wi Fi devices that are in discoverable mode, found in mo- mobile phones, uh and obviously like your tablet and probably your laptop potentially too. When a device passes the beacons, its non personal unique ID called a MAC address. What?
1: What? Really? What? It's non personal unique ID. That's fair. That's fair. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you the, I'll tell you what, I'll give you four MAC addresses. You tell me which one's Sarah, which one's me. Find some information about it.
0: You give me enough time and I will, I will, I will lock down which one is yours and which one is Sarah's if I can monitor you for maybe even just half an hour. Really, it doesn't yeah, take that long. you have long. no
1: information to go off of other than the MAC address.
0: Yeah, that's what the same people said who dumped the AOL search database and you mm-hmm. narrowed everybody. Okay. It does not take a lot. Really, I could probably, if I just watched what addresses that MAC address visits, it probably wouldn't take me that long to figure out. But just a safe enough guess which one's you and which one's Sarah. Yeah, but that's because you know and, who's And there. then that number never changes. Once I make that identification once, once I have one piece of data that gives me that identification, I've identified that MAC address for the life of that machine.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: It's not a unique. I mean, it's not a what do they call it? Uh, a a non-personal. They call it a non-personal unique ID. How is that that's, that's that's not that doesn't even make sense. A non-personal unique ID? How can
1: something be non-personal if it's unique to you? Well, because that's I, by it's very definition very personal. I think what they're saying is there's no personal information attached to the unique
0: ID. Yeah, I get I grok. I grok. It's just very clunky and I think it conveys the wrong message to the public. Anyways, they record that. By the way, forever, I'm sure. Forever, so they know every time you've come back to. Uh, and they, they say they do encrypt and timestamp it in the database. By re-identifying the device from multiple beacons, the travel times, and they, in fact, that's why they have to track it, that's how the whole system works, uh, dwell times and movement patterns become available. With this data, JFK is able to display accurate wait times to reduce passenger frustration and to notify staffing areas if the terminal are becoming congested. So staff can identify and rectify bottlenecks before they escalate.
1: So, aside from the privacy, first of all, I, I come at it from two ways. On one hand, nobody goes into the airport and expects privacy. If you do, you're a fool. But yeah, no that, kidding. But that said, why do I care about the wait times again? It's not like I can. You do fly anything like about it. nobody else, yeah, dude. But
0: nobody uh, flies like you. Yeah, Everybody no, else that. is super stressed out about the timing and getting there and it. Making, but how does knowing make it any different? It's all part of why we have to check the weather every 30 seconds, even though we could just look outside. Yeah. We, we are just these obsessive creatures that worry about these things. But they, they, but that worry does convey to
1: stressful passengers, and
0: if they can reduce stress. I think it'll just increase stress.
1: Then you're going to have people sitting in the lines going, I have 43 minutes to get through the security checkpoint, and my plane leaves in 61 minutes. and the, yeah. it's gonna, That doesn't make any I just, yeah. I, You know what? Could Here's be. my thought. We'll get through the security line. When we get through the security line, there's nothing I can do to go faster, and there's really not much I can do to go slower. Hey, check
0: this out, too. Just some interesting numbers here. Uh, an Expedia survey found out that 94% of leisure travelers travel with a mobile device. Uh, Sixty-four. Oh, really? We yeah. did a
1: study on that, huh? Well, yeah. All
0: right. What's interesting, though, is 64% of Americans now own a smartphone. So, yeah. Uh, the screens are privately funded. They cost more than $250,000. Yikes! So it's going to be big to roll that out. Any thoughts from the Mumble room on tracking you with your phone? And think about—it's not just airports. You could do this at conferences. You could do this at a grocery store, a movie theater, any big venue, a concert. We,
1: to some degree, do it at Alta Speed. Yeah, at a very, very small level. Yeah, we track uh, if if one MAC address goes for, if like if we have a the hotel owner that owns seven hotels. We track if where that user is on, in, in one of the seven properties, and if they have malicious activity on one, they get banned from all of them.
0: Hmm. Mm. Wimpy, what are your thoughts on it? Does it seem invasive or does it seem not so bad?
2: Well, I recently uh, did a round of interviews to um, recruit some people to join our company. And interestingly, a couple of them came from organizations that do this kind of tracking um, for retail uh uh facilities you know shopping malls and things of that nature and they weren't just tracking bluetooth they their their uh radio devices in the shopping malls and these things are deployed all over the world so although i'm in europe this is not specific to the uk Mm -hmm. or europe
1: Mm -hmm.
2: they track um bluetooth wi-fi and gsm and they use all of the radio signals that are available to track and plot movement and footfall through shopping malls in order to determine where the prime locations are, where the um, shopping mall you know, um, agents can charge higher rents because these are the more popular areas and all of that sort of thing. And they're able to track your return visits and movement over time, not by you, but by the device you're carrying. And it was interesting that the recent changes with Apple's iPhone, Mm. where when its Wi-Fi is scanning, looking for an access point, it generates uh, fake Mac addresses. And it's only when the iPhone associates with the access point that it uses its real MAC address. Mm-hmm. So actually, with the iPhone, you get a degree of protection from hmm. some of these hmm. these facilities because it, it, as it's just hunting for an access point, it's handing out random information. Yeah, I wonder if that random
0: MAC address thing will take off. I wonder if more people will start doing that now that this is starting to take off. Because you know, Wimpy, yeah. now that you talk about this, I'm reminded of a story we covered in TechSnap a couple of years ago about Target actually putting beacons th- even down the hallways And, um, get ready for this. They were able to determine when women, when they, they were able to determine with a high degree of certainty when women were pregnant, like when they'd become recently pregnant based on where they would visit in the store and when they would come back and then they would progressively visit other areas. I
1: completely believe that. I totally believe that.
0: That's amazing to me though.
1: I totally believe that because, because I remember when Sarah was pregnant, there's a difference uh, in where we visited in yeah. the store like i mean there's a there are very specific sections of the store that we were only in uh, when she was pregnant, so I completely believe that
2: so you 'll probably find that all of the major supermarkets and shopping malls near you have these um, footfall tracking services mm-hmm. next time you visit one, just look for the little signs there are tiny little signs alerting you to the fact that you're being monitored um, but they're very difficult to spot and if you look even more closely you can see the uh, the radio equipment that's being installed to do this and I was kind of oblivious to this I sort of knew it was happening but I didn't understand the scope and reach of the technologies and I'm a little bit more suspicious about it now.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Daredevil, uh, you said you've uh, you've noticed this technology in other places as well.
3: Yeah, in fact, uh, there are is uh, companies that that are that have been doing this and that actually started at least from what I understood from their explanation, when they started was originally to give uh, statistics to governments on manifestations. So when there's a public um, gathering or something of that kind, they want to know how many people attended so that they can actually perceive the relevance of it as well. And so they will do this kind of tracking of um, the mm, devices. Right, right. This was the original purpose, at least from what I understood, uh, at least on companies in Europe. And then they saw the other commercial potentials. I honestly think as long as data protection laws make it that they can't permanently hold the records for an undiscriminated amount of time, then it should be totally fine. There's no problem with
0: it. I, uh, boy, <clears throat> boy if I was gonna go full on conspiracy, uh, I agree with everything you said until that very end because we have, uh, we are very quickly working on a law here in the United States. It's CISA or CISPA. There's a couple different versions of it. And in there, essentially, US companies can share any information like that that is considered cybersecurity related. And I got to imagine that kind of thing could be considered cybersecurity related, and they can share it with complete indemnification from any laws about customer uh, protection, and there is zero recourse for any customers to take. It's the same type of indemnification the telcos got. Uh, so, this is uh, so, that's a little scary but, but if you combine those kinds of things.
3: Aren't we connecting to free wi- hi- uh, Wi-Fi spots anyways? Aren't we walking with these devices, showing the carrier where we are right. anyways? Yeah. I mean, yep. at this point, if that's the fear, I well, don't think. And I think if
1: you're probably properly paranoid, you'd probably take countermeasures. Yeah, well, so there is no but cu- uh, that, That's what I keep getting to is uh, you're walking around with these devices, but take the cell phone totally out of it. I leave my cell phone at home, okay? problem solve no because i'm still on camera and then they're going to check your photo id when you walk in then they're going to check it again when you go through the uh through the through the tsa line you're going to be identified no no less than three times every time you travel not to mention tracked 100 percent of the time on camera everywhere you go inside of an airport so this idea that we're there's there's anything that hmm. you can do to stop which is why i just don't care I mean, I, I couldn't care less because they have way more. I mean, forget the MAC address. They want to identify me. I gave the guy my driver's license, my mm-hmm. state-issued ID. Yeah. yeah. I just have a hard time caring.
0: All right. Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. Let's uh, let's talk about something kind of interesting. So a study of GitHub, GitHub's, <laughs> <laughs> Get, GitHub's top coding languages shows that open source are everywhere. So Java is now number two. Uh, it's the second most popular language on GitHub. C Sharp, growing. JavaScript, obviously, is number one. Ruby is falling down a little bit. PHP is staying steady. Python falling a bit. Um, Objective-C is starting to dro- uh, drop. But C Sharp is now uh, climbing very handsomely, i got to say, for the last year. Big jump in the last year. But open source is uh, rocking it. And that's, uh, well, I don't actually know what to draw from this, to, be tell-, to tell you the truth. But I am glad to see those those trends. Dear Delvin, your thoughts on these trends? Do we believe them?
3: Actually, um, I don't. I have a hard time. It really depends on what uh, what is the current hot project that a bunch of people are forking. Yeah. And <laughs> because people fork, suddenly Java, for example. Let's say Jitsi or WebRTC, something that has a Java implementation. Suddenly, people start forking it and start counting more mm-hmm. people dealing with Java. Exactly. Is that really? No. It does dealing with the same project. <laughs> On. Unless, at least, unless no, they're, they're, able they're to do revealing the
1: forks because they can see the fork data, so they're actually able to duplicate. Mm, really? That. They, yes. Yes. yes they want, should be able I
3: want to. Them to sh- I want. Yeah, they should be able to. But I yeah. want them to go and show how are they calculating this. Without calculation, statistics are worthless.
0: Wimpy, do you think? Certainly. Wimpy, do you think this could be a result of Microsoft's recent changes?
2: Well, it's coincidental, isn't it, that there's a, a rise in C Sharp and Microsoft Open Source .net platform. Could that About
0: maybe just be their go. big
2: code dump they did? Maybe that's what it is. I suspect it's a code is it, dump. Is it that and lots of people forking it or is that lots of people starting to use it? Uh, I suspect with Java and C sharp it's a lot of code dumps. People moving stuff to GitHub.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm Especially with all the with different you
2: know and horrors
1: and of SourceForge and things and Google I was just gonna say Google Code, shutting, code down. shutting
0: down and SourceForge. Yeah, this has been an interesting year for GitHub. I guess if anything Absolutely. those those trends show us what what code's moving in, maybe. And the other question is, what are they counting? Lines of code? Commits? That may be just files. They may go into de- the, in the uh, uh, Ars Technica links to uh, the study, so that may be in there. I didn't dig through that part. of and it. And the graph is kind of misleading because it like ranks them. It doesn't look at lines of code, so mm-hmm. something may mm-hmm. decrease, but not because they're actually like decreasing the amount of commits or something over time, but because other things are increasing at a faster rate. Yeah, I, I wonder too. Like, so. uh, I think it's probably so. It shows say Objective C pretty low on the chart, right? That obviously doesn't reflect the sheer volume of iOS apps that are out there. So obviously, maybe those developers are not as active on GitHub as, say, the Ruby developer, or Everybody C-sharp.
3: Apple developers don't share. <laughs>
0: well, hey there's oh. no incentive to, right? Because what are you going to use it on? Well, the I think... You share the code? And That's isn't there some the NDAs part, at play, Apple... too, when you're developing uh, software? Maybe. For, uh, yeah, well, uh, Before it's approved and stuff like that, I think there's some NDAs at play. Uh, now let's go to the opposite end of that fence. Uh, Mozilla is updating their their rules for developing add-ons for Firefox. So if you're a Firefox user, which I don't think probably anybody is,
1: but uh, if you're a f- there's no one, no oh, one yeah. intelligent in the room, no, no. intelligent oh, yeah. in the room. <laughs> Why would you insult <laughs> the intelligence I'm of? See, joking. everyone uses Firefox. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. All those in Chrome say, "I see." What did I tell you?
0: So I'm sorry. All your extensions are about to break. Oh, yeah. uh, but there's good news. Um, so, I like how they put this. Uh, our add-on ecosystem has evolved through increment, incremental organic growth over the years, i.e., no structure. Uh, but now Firefox has some fundamental changes that add-ons are gonna have to support, taking advantage of new technologies like electrolysis and servo, protecting users from spyware and adware. Oh, there's an idea. And shortening time it takes to review add-ons. So, that's good. That's good. So, they're implementing a new API they call web extensions, which are largely compatible with a model used by Chrome. And Opera, to make it easier to develop extensions for multiple browsers, a safer, vaster, multi process version of Firefox is really going to come soon, we promise. And we need, to, we need to ensure the developers have their add-ons compatible with it. Also, they need to ensure third-party extensions provide customizations without sacrificing security, performance, or exposing users to malware, i.e. the impossible. And we have decided to approximate a timeline for the depreciation of xpcom and xarzool.com. Uh, based add-ons now i'm sad because i have uh, some some serious love for some of my classic firefox add-ons it's sort of what always brings me back to firefox yeah. now i'm not sure what's going to drop me back but i'm sure it's that A Wonderful user
1: interface yeah the
0: stability that performance and uh, never having A malware and uh, extensions that never slow down your browser or sacrifice security um, and that multi-process version of firefox that's probably what's going to bring me back as
1: soon as that hits stable I really like Firefox, and I know that you and uh, Rakai don't. But no, it's I, fine. I think it's. I think I really respect Mozilla. Yeah, yeah I re- no, I know you do. I know you do. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that. I guess what I mean is, I understand that in in your personal experience, you seem to have nothing but trouble with Firefox. Mm, that that's yeah. maybe we accurate. Yeah. Um. But I have the exact opposite experience, and mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm, to some mm-hmm, degree, mm-hmm. it's it's funny because because I think I don't think that that you are neither you or I. Are uh, unintelligent people, and yet at the same time, we seem to mm-hmm. we seem to both have two opposite experiences on multiple levels. And mm-hmm. Chrome or Firefox mm-hmm. just kind of exemplifies that. Yeah, but, Devlin agrees with you, I think.
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know. I maybe just uh, I use three, four extensions, and I really don't need them every single day, so I'm always fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know, at different strokes, different folks, and I actually, like I say, and I say every time I talk about Firefox. I still like it. I have it installed on multiple computers. I don't judge you for using it. I just happen to find Chrome works better for me, and I kind of hate that a little bit. End of disclaimer. All right. right, Because you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think people think I I don't... I don't hate I don't want it. it just doesn't work well for me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And as and and yeah. as it, and can be exemplified in the last episode <laughs> where you attempted to use it for the entire week and had nothing but problems <laughs> the whole week. And 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 then and then uh, you know cataloged and you know. Yeah, yeah I agree with
0: Crystallis's. Why even use one browser? That's crazy. I have Gnome Web, I have Firefox and Chrome on
1: every computer. Okay, now that I can now that I take exception to.
0: No, you know Gnome Web I like for just like real simple stuff. It's like just real basics. Or like, you know, if I need to open up Gmail in another browser and don't want to worry about multiple logins and stuff. Like that, it's nice for that. Drive kind of. the windows. Yeah. What? Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, yeah. All right. Guess what? It's time for uh, our uh, Kick Kickstarter of the week. This one came into the subreddit. It's called. Peer buds, or pair buds, maybe? Pair buds, probably. Pair buds. Let me look at it. Let me look. Yeah, pair buds. Uh, the world's smallest stereo cordless earbuds, Noah. I know you're into cordless earbuds. Yes. Yeah. Boy, am I ever. Yeah. So this is. I uh, got 1,000 backers. They're looking for $50,000. They've already got $140,000. They have 27 days left to go. And I'm going to play a little bit of their uh, Kickstarter video. They say it's a stylish alternative to bulky uh, headphones. Tomorrow?
3: That's a good question. Yeah.
0: I haven't really even thought of that yet.
3: Like <laughs> what? <laughs> <is> so- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want like, the
0: very. Just people walking down the street right now. Oh, that guy! That guy's what are dancing you listening behind
1: too. I don't Adels like are Tiny. Either. Nope, I don't like it. Turn left on Haven Side Drive, then your destination will be on the left. I love it.
0: Oh, I don't like it. So they they are very small.
2: Thirteen nuts swells three to four feet in height.
0: So they're showing people walking around the different areas, working on different things, uh, wearing these earbuds with their with their favorite music playing. They're getting instructions from a tablet or phone because it's just yeah, it's working as a Bluetooth audio device. So if you have an app that speaks, like maps
2: and you put it on a
0: spoon and you give it to each of your guests and you tell everyone, wait, 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 and everyone eats the hazelnut at the same time. You get a taste of the honey. So what are you not liking about this,
1: Noah? Uh, so the thing that always turned me off about Bluetooth headsets to begin with was I had this thing that went into my ear and that got uncomfortable. So i take it out and I didn't know what to do with it. So I'd stick it in my pocket or i pull it back out or i put it back in. And what? And so I just didn't use Bluetooth earpieces until LG released their their little thing that it basically it's like a necklace that you wear, mm-hmm. and then they have uh, little earbuds you can pull out and stick into your ears. Yeah. And that has totally revolutionized headphones or or Bluetooth earpieces for me because I would never carry earphones with me. I'd never carry headphones. But these are tiny. I understand that, but it's still something I have to put into my ear, yeah. and then take out, and I got to put it somewhere. So where does it go? In my pocket? What's well, going to get crushed or lost? It just, it, I want it to be on me somewhere, so six that when I get a phone call, I can just. Six-hour battery watch. life. What's your LG got there?
0: Like days? Way more than yeah, that. Yeah. way
1: more than that. Yeah. I haven't charged it since I've arrived here. When you use it with a
0: charging case, because it comes with, a, you can put it with a charging case. It comes with eighteen-hour battery life.
1: So that's one other thing I have to carry with me then.
0: Well, so I, my, I, you know, I no, because
1: they, they they snap
0: into it. I, I imagine. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know. You carry the case. Ah. Uh-uh. Yeah. So I'm boy, not the, digging it.
3: Yeah, you're not, not digging huh? it at all. I don't know. Friend of mine has a friend of mine has a pair of uh, Bluetooth earbuds. Are they tiny like like this? Like what Noah was describing? It's got a thing that goes around your neck, and then uh, they come out of that.
0: I don't know. I you know, as as somebody who likes to go, I like to go into the grocery store. Mm-hmm. and I would prefer to be able to listen to my podcasts while I'm in the grocery store. Yeah, I do it all the time. I don't like having headphones hanging out. of my. I, I hate being that person in a social setting and have headphones in. I don't want to be that person, mm-hmm. but these are discreet enough where I feel like I could have one or two in and not feel bad about it.
1: That's worse. Then then people are going to come up and start talking to you, not realizing that you're listening to something. I'd rather know, well, everyone know I'm ignoring the other them.
0: Thing, the other thing that I don't quite understand about this is there's actually already a product on the market. It's not quite like this at all, but it's already out there today, and I've tried it. It's called the Moto Hint. And the Moto Hint, instead of being stereo, only goes in one ear. But Mm -hmm. I actually kind of like that more because then when I am in a social situation, Mm -hmm. I can actually still hear what's going on because I have one ear available. And the Moto Hint fits in one ear. Uh, It doesn't last super long, but the same kind of thing, it has a charging case that you bring with it. And uh, if you pair it with a Motorola, like maybe yours actually, Mm -hmm. um, you get all kinds of crazy functionality. It basically becomes... uh, Google Now and Cortana in your ear all the time. It's always, always available, always on voice commands. When you don't use it with a Motorola device, it's just a Bluetooth earpiece that does Bluetooth audio and uh, makes calls. It's small, it fits in your ear, and it's available today. It's a little expensive, uh, but it's because it's a premium product, and you don't have to wait for it to ship in March of 2016. So I got this simply so that way when I was out in social situations but wanted to be able to, like, still have a little bit of my own personal space or whatever, I could pop this moto in and I can listen to podcasts and take calls and people don't even really know it's in my ear. Yeah. And it's available uh, today on the market. So
1: there's other things I like about.
0: Oh, oh sorry, no, I was just going to mention just so you know how it works is that it has an, it has an <laughs> IR proximity sensor. Mm-hmm. And so it turns off and then when you put it in your ear
3: ah, it turns
0: on and connects clever. and then when you when you pull it out it automatically turns off. And so if you want to like if so when, one of the nice things that's really nice is if you just want to if you want to go from the headset to your phone and you just want to take the call on your phone, you mm-hmm. just pull it out of your ear and it just the call transfers right back to your phone.
1: Oh, that I like that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, sorry.
1: Uh, no, so the the other thing I like about the LG is because I have some real estate on my neck. There are things they 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 made very good use of that real estate. So for instance, my mm. left lapel if I tap it I can answer or hang up a call. My right lapel, if I tap it, I can pause or play my music. Uh, on the what are those upper, called? I'm gonna I'm gonna put them in the show notes so people can uh, just search uh, LG wire, uh, Bluetooth earbuds. Yeah, okay, they're probably on Amazon, right? Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, uh, but th- and then on the on the collar of the of of the uh, of the unit, I have volume on on one side and seek back and forth on the other side, and then of course a power switch. Um, and then it has a built-in microphone. Like there's just there's so, I, they really are the perfect earbuds. I, maybe I should try them. It's just the problem is the the ones with retractable.
0: So they have two models, and uh, I'd be curious to know what you think. So here's the one you have, I think, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, I got the one for like forty bucks.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's it's forty six bucks, and uh, it, it that it has uh, yeah, that's really nice, and the sounds good too, right? It's okay. It's okay. And then they have a. They have an $82 model that has retractable earbuds. Yeah. that is That seems like the one to get.
1: Well, and I would guess that the quality of the earbuds are probably a little better as well.
0: So I'm going to put links to both of these in the show notes if you guys are curious about this and a link to the Moto Hint. Uh, man, I wish we used had our Amazon affiliate thing. Stupid thing. But uh, there you go. So I have that in there, and we'll have... That in there, and somehow in the process of all this, I managed to close all of my tabs. How do you how do you like that business? But anyway, so if you guys want if you guys want to check that out, Noah Noah has been rocking those since he's been here, and I got to say they do seem really nice. Yeah. So
1: I have uh, I bet you had no idea I was listening to a podcast for part of the uh, for part of the meetup.
0: Uh, part of the meetup? No, yeah. I, I I've caught you listening a couple other times, but yeah. no, I didn't know for part of the meetup. I yeah. had I had no idea. Sir. Yeah, well, there's
1: an episode came out, and I wanted to see what uh, what it was talking about, and so I, I stuck it in, listened to the first like maybe thirty forty seconds of it, and pulled it back out. And nobody, yeah, it's just I can't say enough good things about it. It's rare that I get a product that I there's oftentimes I'll buy something and then I just take it home and it gets wound up in my basement somewhere, and then that just clutter's up. This is one of those products that I bought and like. Now I won't go back to not having it.
0: And just to make sure people understand the the one you have, like the forty six dollars one, where they don't retract, they're still like magnetic yeah. connections where they'll they, so they don't they're not like flopping all over no, the place.
1: No, and I, and I, they're actually it's a relatively powerful magnet, and so I don't I, I have, if I do something really super aggressive, uh, sometimes they'll 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 get knocked out. For the most part, they stick they stay nice. right there.
0: Nice. All right. Well, uh, we're going to get out of here, but I'd like to mention the Patreon. We could use your support over at Patreon.com/slash/today, so that way we can expand the Jupiter Broadcasting staff and get more support. Keep things regular when we go out to the conventions and things like that. You know, I just felt awful that Monday and Tuesday because Coda Radio came out on Friday because we recorded it Friday, so we just released it right away. But that meant that we didn't have any new episodes on the uh, on the network Monday and Tuesday because we were at LinuxCon. Right. And uh, you know, one of the things I want to be able to, to build this network towards is having a support person here that keeps things running, even when Chris is busy. Mm-hmm. And because the problem is, is uh, I am the bottleneck. If I get if I get if I go off site and go work on a project, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to keep things running here. It's something we're working on, and it's something we want to get better at. And it's something I'd rather not bring a sponsor on to accomplish. Yeah. Um. But, you know, that's always, yeah, you know, that's always a that's always a difficult thing because then you have to keep that sponsorship going or replaced to keep right. that staff person. Going. Yes. And that's, that's a, that's a position where you kind of get put into uh, having to make something like that work. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather be in a position of having to make something work for our audience. And so patreon.com slash today, we could use your support over there. So that way we can make things even better, smoother and sustainable over here at Jupiter broadcasting, Patreon.com slash today. And if you'd like to submit something to this show, tech today. Dot com, Like that Kickstarter of the week. Or maybe an end of show video. We've gotten some really good submissions from the chat room. So I think we're going to do, even though it's weird, we're going to do intros for our outro for a little while. Some of the audience's favorite classic television shows. A lot of commercials coming in. So that's what we're going we're to run through a little bit. This one came in from Wimpy. He suggested Danger Mouse. Did you ever watch Danger Mouse? No. Uh, you might have, actually. You might remember. You might recognize it I, once I, you see the intro, because they sometimes here in the U.S. would cut it in with other cartoons as in-between oh, okay. stuff, so you might have. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, anyways, that wraps us up for Tech Talk today. Check the calendar for next week's schedule, jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar, and please do join me live in the mumbo room and in the chat room. We'd love to have you here. Thanks for watching today. See you back here next time.